You just sit yourself there. You all right, Sally Love? Very nervous. Very nervous? Mm. Do you think that kind of in your lifetime of how nervous you've been, is this up there? No, I'm not that nervous. Well, you should be. All five guests have sat in this room with me and you, Niall, and said how nervous they are. So either podcasting makes them nervous, speaking to a microphone makes them nervous, or me and you make them nervous. Oh, it's it's oh, all three. three. It's definitely all three, and I think right. the setup's quite, it's quite overwhelming and intimidating. Welcome to the Neil Now Podcast. Whee! We're back, and we've got a very, very special guest today. You've already heard it. It's Mum and Bear, Sally Love. Let's go. You all right, Sally? I'm fine, thank you. Hello. Thanks for coming Hello, to the podcast, Mummy. It's quite all right, darling. <laughs> Baby boy. We're here to engage, inspire and put a smile on your face every day. My name is Niall Wilson. My Hi. name is Neil Raymond Wilson. Raymond, he always gets the rain. What's your middle name? Rain. Always get the rain. What's your middle name? I'm, my first name is Sally Ann. That's your first name? Yeah. Hyphenated. I thought, I thought your middle name was Anne. No. Your first name is Sally Ann Wilson. Formerly Fernley. We spoke about this. We did. About we your two about. relationship kind of fate bringing together universe weirdness birthday on the same day well my mum was dorothy wilson her brother john wilson and she married my dad who was michael fernley that's where your middle name comes from nothing to do with george michael (laughs) oh sally's here just to myth bust isn't she yeah this is the issue i'm just here to put the record straight we've got with sally now on the previous podcast, I can say whatever I want. There's been nobody here to say any different. Now mum's here, she's going to go, that's not right. That's not how it happened. Not, sorry, go on, Sally. Michael, you Michael Fernley. So she became Dorothy Fernley, and they had two daughters, my older sister Nicola and myself, Sally-Ann. And I was Sally-Ann Fernley, and then I married your dad, and I became Sally, Sally Wilson. Wilson. And my father-in-law is John Wilson, and my uncle was John Wilson. I win a tenner. It's definitely a new voice. It's a podcast voice. This it's not, not a podcast. YouTube it's voice. Not a, Do you want to put your hair a bit? I mean, your chair a bit higher. You look really uncomfortable there. Your dad's just told me to drop it down so that I'm sat in front of the microphone. But you don't want to like, lean on the table like this. You no, it's really like, right. Are you all right? You're uncom- yeah, comfortable? I'm perfectly comfortable. You know right, just remember, put your, put your, your face in the mic, yeah? Have you got a patch on? Have you got a fresh patch on? <laughs> it's warm in here. It is warm in here. It's got a HRT on. A HRT. It's a HRT, Sally. This is why I'm nervous, because <laughs> you have made it your lifelong mission to humiliate me and tear me to shreds. That's just... Is and that I, true? Have you heard what your mum's saying to you? And for me to be the butt of all your dad's jokes, so... Right, so like this you just is, announced to however many people are listening to the podcast that I'm menopausal <laughs> and I wear a HRT patch. So like there's not many, there's only about hundred thousand. And that's not the, the that's not the point, is it? This is not a bickering session or a counselling session for mine and your relationship. This is a podcast. Well, I don't know yet. Oh, don't true. know yet. Do you feel like you're the butt <laughs> butt of all my jokes? Often, yes. Not all of them, but most of them. Whenever you can get a laugh in company with friends, it's often at my expense. All right, name one of my jokes about you. I don't think think you can on here. We're a family audience. Go on then. Go on then. Family orientated. Well, I might say... um, I don't think think he makes anyone laugh in public. He's not funny. (laughs) Well, that's true. It is. I often, being the butt of his jokes, don't find him very funny. She's right a little bit. Other people do. But not not as much as you think so. 
Go on then, what were you going to say? I, I can never remember the punchlines. He is a very funny man. And that <laughs> is actually the, the, the reason Look. why I'm sat here today. <laughs> That's not true. The reason you sat here today is because you nicked me off your mate. That's what happened, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard this story. Yeah. So I was going out with your friend, and you thought, bloody you hell. fully broke the cord, he's, man. he's a good catch, him. He's a great Look, here catch. here we go. Here we go. Putting me in a bad light. People are going to think I'm a relationship and homewrecker. That's, we'll tell the story what happened. What do you do? People can tell it's banter. The friend that I worked with that did, for a short time, go out with your father. Two years. Wait, two years? <laughs> <laughs> Look, just making it up. Just for laughs. So, she was in a new relationship and had been for some time. And I met your dad. I already knew him. I was her new relationship before. dad? No, she, the friend had long time broken up from your dad and was going out with another guy, living with another guy in actual fact. Oh, well, that's all right. You just said that she yeah. stole you yeah, off no, her. It was banter. It was just a joke. The real oh, reason oh, is... It puts it, me in a bad light because it put you in a I bag sound bag. like a relationship So, banker. she's the butt of your job. She's the butt of all my... And that, what I said is not true. What really happened was I broke my leg and you trapped me then because I couldn't get up them steps into my flat. You said, come and live with me and you, you, you like, trapped me. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> How did you break your leg, by the way? I jumped off a garage roof when we're trying to get Tom Spanner's key out of the um, Skinner's gutter. Somebody threw the keys into the gutter, and I thought I could get them, so I got on the garage roof, and then tried to get up, and I couldn't get up on the. the and so I jumped off the garage roof onto the floor, and it, it was great because do you remember, Mum? Mum said I, I kind of stood back up and fell over because my foot didn't work right. Were you drunk? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So I spent all night, I had to take my boot off, which I really fed up with, because when I take my boot off, Skinner filled it full of water, my boot. Um, so at the end of the night, I said to you, didn't I? I said, Sally, we're going to have to go to the hospital. It'd been acting all hard all night, and then when we got in... <laughs> See, like, I'm the butt of all your yeah. jokes. No, he said, I'm, I really, I've really heard it. But do you know what? It was bad, this. It was Maybank holiday, and it got taken off in the hospital to go have his foot x-rayed and he came back a porter pushed him in a wheelchair i was waiting in a waiting room and he's going like that it's broken nobody believed me and it's broken <laughs> really excited and i'm like thinking you're kidding aren't you this is and also his brother was getting married in the july and he was best man and when did i break it May bank holiday. And you moved me in on the Wednesday, didn't you? See, that was... Right, May bank holiday. May bank holiday. How old? 24? 23? I told Nyla in the last podcast about how we met on our 23rd birthday and I thought you were going to be 28. Yes, I know. There you go. Right from the word go. <laughs> you should have recognised it then, shouldn't you? I should have turned around and run as fast as my legs could carry me. No, you shouldn't, because I won't be sat here. Exactly, Let's that's go. what I'm saying. Can I just point out what we're wearing as well, guys? Um, myself and Dan. If you're watching the visuals on YouTube, this might be on YouTube. I've We've got, got some new merch. We spot This podcast is sponsored proudly by nwclothing.co.uk. The new drop is September, October time. It's going to be a game changer. It's called the Tattoo Drop. Um, we've finally... <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to... Have I'm we good started at naming drops now? The Tattoo, the tattoo Drop. Well... 
Uh, look, this is the first piece of clothing that I've done that says, hey up, how are you doing? You all right? And now that has been with me for many, many years. Every time I see a Wilsonator or I meet someone on the street that's watching my videos, the first thing they say to me is, hey up, and put the thumb up. Yeah. So why I've not put it on some merch yet, I have no idea. So really, that's the vlog drop? No, because, no, the point is, look, I, I mean, mean if I, you watch, well, you, people can't see this to listen on the audio. The, 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 the designs will be on my Instagram and in the weekly of an Instagram. It's my thumb, and you can see the, the, the tattoos, and that's where the NW is, and, it, and it's, hey, up, how you doing? You all right? And we've got what Dad's wearing. That is exactly what are on my knuckles, changing the game since 1996, um, which is a fact. That was when I was born. Best day of my life. All right. Well, in What about Joanna? What about Joanna's birth? Exactly, I'm joking. All right, now Joanna's not here. We had this debate the other night, right? I believe... That every parent has a favourite child, right? 100%. Yeah, I don't think you should say that. Um, yeah, okay. Well, we, we walk down this road, but mum, I asked dad, who's your favourite child? Mum's got her standard answer. I've got my standard answer, which is, you are my favourite boy, and Joanna is my favourite girl. Beautiful. I am lucky enough to have, we are lucky enough to have a child of each sex. So yeah, we've got three. <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm the only person to give. <laughs> I don't I've, get it. What I've given birth twice and have three kids. All oh, right, and yeah. he's the is, it, is that what it feels like? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So why don't we talk about then what it's been like being my mummy from? Because uh, this is we talk a lot about my journey as an athlete, and we're essentially a sporting podcast. Well, we're not actually. We're entertainment inspiration. Um, we've talked a lot about on the journey of of being a gymnast, like the. The sheer, and I didn't realise it until I was, mainly when I was 17 when I passed my driving test for one of them, but how much you invested in your life into my career, into my sport, and what was, did did you do it with pleasure? Or this, let's say from when I was 10 to 16, what were those years like kind of bringing up someone that had to go to the gym at 5 o'clock till 9pm and train Monday to Friday every single week. What was that like? Because I've openly said that you did all the work. Well, you did all the driving and the, the to in and from in. I did. It was an absolute pleasure. Obviously, there are times when if you're not feeling particularly well, you don't want to go to that. Me, yeah. you know, you, you only had one little blip when you didn't want to go to gym. Is that what it? No, it must have been more than one. No, never. Hand on heart. Well, I, I can honestly I... say, you might have had one night, or I'll never forget a time when you saw some friends sitting on a wall when we drove down Farsley, and you went, if I didn't have to go to gym, I'd be sat there with them. And I said, no, no, you wouldn't, because you'd be doing something else. Yeah. First off, can I just say, you've just, um, remarked I invested so much in your sport and your career um, you're right but I actually invested all my time in my son so if you'd have played cricket I would have done the same if you'd have played piano I would have done the same if you'd have done it just so happened and I was delighted because gymnastics was my sport yeah that's a good story actually um, so therefore, and when I was younger, I only ever really watched women's gymnastics. I loved it. I, I didn't, I didn't watch men's gymnastics, but then obviously 
and not taking anything away from women's artistic gymnastics, but the the strength and the dedication and the well, they're both the same, but they're just different. What you you saying that you prefer to watch men's? Now? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. So do I, do you, Dan? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I really. Mum knows this. When we when we go to competitions and things, I struggle to watch all the gymnastics unless you're in it. Yeah. Now struggle, not, yeah, not, your dad struggles with. I'd I'd go watch anybody. Yeah, mum mum would go to an event because it was on whether you were in it or you weren't. Yeah, yeah. I gen I generally just want to go if you're in it or it or it, if we took you to watch it, I would go. Yeah, but yeah, he'd but, spend all the time in the bar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just on that first point, Matt. So you used to be a gymnast, at, so when when did you start doing gymnastics? I started doing gymnastics at seven years old, and a teacher at my primary school, um, Peter Williams, started up a gym club on a lunchtime at school, right. and because of my enjoyment and love of the sport, this happened just just this. What I'm going to tell you happened before. Um, I'd been watching a major event on the television, which similarly to now, there's very little gymnastics on the television, which is a huge bugbear of mine because it is I'll the change. most. I'll change it over. It is the most incredible sport. Um, I was stood in a PE class on the top of um, a vault box. Um, not a vault as you no, know no, them now, mean, not at the top, mean. but there used to be three actually that stacked inside yeah, each yeah, other. Still still and I was standing on the top of the largest one and from my eye level at seven to the ground, having just watched Nellie Kim performing amazing gymnastics on the television the night before, I thought I can easy fit in a somersault. This is with zero training between ear and the floor, eye level on the floor. Threw oh, there a crash mat. Threw, me, threw myself off. <laughs> I broke my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to wait for my wrist to end, and then this teacher started up a club, and the lunchtime club progressed to <laughs> on a night, and then it progressed to. Um, I used to go to gymnastics for an hour every morning before school. From the age of seven to, and then three hours every night, Monday yeah. to Friday, three hours on a Saturday and three hours on a Sunday at different centres. He he increased that. It was put, known as Pudsey Gymnastics Club. Did, so, uh, did you love it and, and how good? Did you get any good? Never ever to your level. I was frightened of the bars. Right. It's ironic that I'm best at the bars. <laughs> so basically, I got all my. All my Gymnastics ability from you, Matt. And you also got your cricket ability from my side of the family, but you got your golfing um, prowess from your father. Well, I say they're all hand in hand, aren't they? Because they're You're sport. just an incredible just, sportsman. Yeah, I am, yeah. Not to blow my own trumpet. <laughs> Pretty much anything that he puts his hand to, he can do, can't he? Yeah. Well, we, we spoke Sporting about, wise. We spoke yeah. about that on a previous podcast. So if he, if he went to a. You know, you could take them down to that place called Goals where they have football Football pages. party. And he'd have a football party. We'd get there to pick him up and people would be saying, why we want him in our team? He should be in a team, yeah. playing in the team. And it was the same with everything. And the, the cricket, you were brilliant at cricket. The things that you did, you were really, really good at. You, were, you excelled in sport exactly the same way I did at school. <laughs> the only Drama. Thing, I the was only captain thing. of the school football team. 
Um, can I just say didn't break my wrist didn't really do was tennis oh, I was good at tennis no but what that I didn't do or that I wasn't good at because I was good at it I played it in PE did you well I, I wasn't there in your PE lessons obviously you were right though I, I I had this natural ability for sport but then because I started gymnastics at four the, that was the kind of the overall base what am I trying to say the foundation of my ability and everything else because it's so many transferable skills and the fact that I'm so in tune with my body more than anyone is because at, at eight years old, I can do a round-off flick, straight-back double twist. I did my first double back on the tumble track when I was nine because I remember Zah saying to me, he asked me my age, that's the only way I, way I remember it because it was unheard of that nine-year-olds were doing round-off flick, double back onto the level mats off the tumble track. He said, how old are you? I said nine and that's why I remember it. So at nine years old, when I... Didn't he start coaching you before you were nine, though? No, yes. He obviously knew how... No, actually, that's a good question. I think he was making a point... Just double-checking. He was was making a point that I was, like, nine years old and doing this crazy gymnastics. So I obviously had that ability there. But from a nine-year-old that can do that with a body, and to do that, you need a six-pack, some strong muscles, some... Like, when I went to cricket... I was faster ball than anyone else because I was stronger than anyone else and then now my hand-eye coordination was just unbelievable. I think it's also more a question of the mental discipline. Throughout school, often teachers wouldn't have a clue that you did gymnastics early days, but they just used to say to me at parents' evenings, well, we knew we did something because your concentration was better in class or your... Because you have, you have I to... I followed concert. instructions and it, I had disciplined and... Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic to. discipline to have. Yeah. But the, linking to the sport, so it's core strength, isn't it? You know, footballers spend tons and tons of time doing core strength work, don't they, in sit-ups and... Oh, like... And if it, you I know, could, when they are in golfers now, they spend... You know, your mate Justin Rose, he spends hours in the gym doing core yeah. strength because it's a massive part there's of not, it, so. There's no sport like it that has the, the core strength and the yeah. natural body weight ability like our sport so the transferable skills and there's so many there's so much stuff in gymnastics that could that sports like football golf tennis cricket could take use of massive point on that have you ever heard of a gymnast pulling a hamstring pulling a hammy no in the existence of it no right football rugby anything cricket Mm. Pulled hamstrings left, right, and centre forever and forever will be. Why? There this, there were this. Um, Logan Paul did that Challenger Games, this athletics event over in LA, and there were there were seven injuries on the day. Obviously, they're not athletes. They're all influencers got together and did an athletics thing for charity, which was amazing. And I think there were like six pulled hamstrings, and it's because of our our mobility routine from a young age, and like mixed with the. The power and physical strength and body weight strength and that that the conditioning mix. that you do though from from, from four years old yeah and but but the flexibility that we're put through like it just I just think it makes those fibers and tissues more durable and it defies physics in a way that it says people say you got you can only be powerful but not flexible and you can only be flexible but not powerful that's just a complete nonsense in gymnastics and then like I say if if Leeds United Manchester United all the big football teams Ronaldo if you need anything, just hit me up because I can sort your pulled hamstring out because literally you come into gymnastics once a week if a football team came and did some 
gymnastics mobility once or twice a week, it'd be a game changing thing for their team. Just put it out there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so sorry, back to the story. Ma. No. Yeah, you talked about. You talked about committing to me as a son, no matter what what I did. As and I did, as we did, as I did. We're talking about me today, Neil. It's about you, Selena. <laughs> yeah, it's with, you, with, you, with your podcast voice on. You, <laughs> won't, you won't keep that voice up for an hour. I no will. way. I, I will. Um, <coughs> as I did, Joanna, I was just going to say, because yeah. I, I invested in... We? We invested in our children. It was always about the smile on the face and the happy and what you wanted to do. So therefore, if you come home and say you want to go there tomorrow or you want to go there next... I mean, obviously it built up. At four years old, five years old when you first went to Carnegie, you did two two-hour sessions. Right. So I stayed, Joanna stayed with me. I, I listened to Joanna's podcast, which is fascinating. Um, and they're saying things like, you know, from the age of seven, well... As near as damn it, not quite, but from birth, Joanna was going to gymnastics clubs because mm. there's two years and five months in you. Yeah. So if you go up to Carnegie at five years old, she's, you know, just under three. Yeah. A little, little girl. And yes, that was all she ever knew. Did, she ever, did Joanna all, ever try it? No, well, what happened with Joanna? You excelled at gymnastics, in my opinion, from a very young age. Speak to coaches, you would, you know, this lad's good. We want him on a team. Joanna, I want. We wanted something for Joanna to do, and she ne- she didn't stand out. There was nothing that she, you know, I want to do this, want to do that, want to do the other, other than she loved to be centre of attention. So, no, Joanna actually got, did. No, she got that from now, don't we? Yeah, drama. Are you suggesting me? I'm suggesting you, Pat. Well, Mum's put it right out on the table that it's me. Um, just shy of five years at Stagecoach, which is a stage school, yeah. where they do singing, dance, acting, drama, speech. And she never, she did three hours every Saturday morning, and she never didn't want to go. She never cried and, and she always went in and by. But when she came out, she would say things like, I'd say, what have you done today? She'd go, um, singing, um, poetry and a dance. And then at seven, some friends of ours um, with daughter, two daughters, a school year apart, they did cheerleading and they t- it was introduce a friend to cheer day. Well, from the minute she went to the first cheerleading lesson, she came out. It's a bit um, of everything cheerleading, isn't it? It's, the, it's got the acrobatic, the jam, the dance, the gymnastics, the It's very the fast drama. moving. It's People just spot. think in a bit of pomp. We should, we should say, though, sta- you know, stagecoach is a national... Um, oh, yeah. And it's massive. And I think thousands, maybe tens of thousands of kids go to it. And it's a, it, it is a brilliant... Um, what do you call it? Club? I don't know if you call it a club. What do you call it? It's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant club. Organisation, nationwide. I, I do think that she, some of the stuff that she did there obviously helped Joanna 
for the future moving oh, forward. She's very she, social, she just, isn't she? And she just what you know the way she put it this way: the way that Joanna became about cheerleading. She wasn't exactly the same about going to stagecoach every Saturday morning, but she did it, and it must you know it must have helped her. But cheerleading was her bag. She just yeah, went cheerleading was her thing, and not. then obviously through school. But I think she said on the podcast the academic side. She didn't realise until she'd done a GCSEs, yeah. which obviously is 16. Mm. 16, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So, I do, I, going I just, back Go on, sorry, no. I go was on, just going to say, your podcast. To... Go on, go on. Do it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the fight coming. He hits it, he hits it. That glass of water, this is expensive equipment now. Don't get, if you get too angry, you want to throw it on him. Don't. Did he say You're going to run a what, Robbie Williams concert with this? Go on, Sally, what were you going to say? Keep contact. I was going to go back to the question um, that Niall asked about taking him to gym night after night. Because, yes, I did do 99% of it. No, you didn't do 99% of it. You did a lot of it. You want 99%. What, 98? <laughs> what the hell? It's 80-20. When did you take? <laughs> I used to take him to gym loads. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah, I did. I used to do one or the other, pick up or drop yeah, like off. You, I was pick, at the gym. you picked up a lot. I can remember being stood up at that gym in, in the thing, watching you loads and loads. I went there. You um, know, this, this whole 99% thing is a complete nah, yeah, fallacy. It's, yeah, it's not. It won 99%, but mum didn't. She did most of it. Yeah, the most of it, yeah. did, No doubt about it, she did the most Which of it. Which yeah. was absolutely fine. I also were. I think I went back to work three days a week. Yeah, and while you were doing the lifts, I were cooking and cleaning, cleaning the house, all the doing the stuff. It, we, we were an effective team, Sally. We worked together. We were, although you didn't do the cooking and cleaning back then. Yes, I did. It's quite a recent Well, what thing. did I do? It, so, the, so I didn't take Niall to gym. I didn't take Joanna to cheerleading or anything. I didn't do any cooking and cleaning. What did I do? Fun dad. You played. Fun dad. <laughs> <laughs> you played golf. And can I just, I need something to say on that point as well. Oh, here we go. This you, was when I was shouting. got even posher then. What, are you talking about the Friday nights? Yeah, the reason that you loved Mum's Night Out was because your dad... No, Dad's Night In. Yeah, Mum's Night Out, Dad's Night In, same thing. Because your dad just let you do whatever the hell you wanted. Exactly. Exactly, part of development. Eat. And I want to say that you sort of suggested, which makes me out to be like a total... Molly coddling mother freak when you said that the children couldn't dress themselves because because I decompartmentalized everything compartmentalized. So let me get this straight then. So you have you got a pad and pen? Have you listened to our podcast and you've come with an actual list of all the things no, that I I've haven't. said just, that you were? She's, she's rated it one star. That's what she's rated. Uh, she rated it one star. She's not got the five star. But, but when I spoke about that, I actually qualified with it. You know time got to go places that you know you, you, there is a need for speed and at certain, certain times kids couldn't dress themselves it was I, just I a story a, Sally I have a regret there that I well, regret's not the right word I should have made you at least walk to school I felt I had to pick you up from school because we were a massive time constraint um, you had to get in eat get changed and we had to get to your gym session why should you have made me walk to school at both of you why um because that's really it it's a mile down road yeah 
Well, I did sometimes. Yeah, but so, but why? <laughs> why, yeah, what? what but what's... for what, though? What's, like, for what oh, reason? Just, just character building. Character building? What about <laughs> when you... Well, how, how close... How close is your work to home? Ah, uh, here we go. Joanna's ass. Less than a mile, but let me just say. Grangefield is further than temp- in the salon. Sorry, I just give you a wrong plug there. The salon is less... It's probably half a mile versus a mile. A, five, a 10 minute walk versus a 20 minute walk. Yeah. Why, why do you drive to work? Um, time constraints again. I suppose, in fairness, <laughs> it allowed you to have that you know what, Ma, right? 10 got... more minutes in bed. Yeah, let's which talk. you needed for your recovery. Yeah, it wanted nothing to do with being active. Like, I, I you know, I didn't need to oh, walk to school because I needed to shed a few calories. But one the one thing, right? So we're gonna go. I want to talk about it. So like, <laughs> my I'm really worried now. But as I'm as I'm getting older, and and I know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this from my point of view, right? I I am certainly not a lazy person. A person around the house, looking back, I can imagine. I hold my hands up. I was an absolute nightmare to live with. You had to live with me because I was your son. I was messy. I. My room was untidy. I would eat something, leave it there because my mind was elsewhere, you know. But I, I just, for me, I did outside of home when I was in that gym. Like I said, I was one hundred fully, one hundred percent focused, fully focused. It takes so much of your mental, your physical energy to train for four hours every day as a gymnast, and I, and I still have struggles with it now. Like me, I've. Today has been the best gymnastic session, by the way, in 2019. I had a sick day. Tyrion's going class. <laughs> but but you you two have no idea what goes into that. You don't see me in the gym every day. So even to come home, and it's, it's nearly 8 o'clock now, to, to record three hours worth of podcasts with my mind still having to go, and then to after this have to think, right, well, I've got another video to edit for a brand. and Like, I'm, I'm go, go, go. When I was young... I just, I needed to get in and I needed to just chill out. And that was like my thing. And, and I was lazy at home in, in a sense that I would just be, like, I didn't value being tidy or like it won't, it won't my thing or cleaning up or, you know, looking after myself. Now, I think you're right. The whole walking to school was a bit of a rubbish example, but you did do too much, arguably, so much for me because you let me get away with it. You did it. You did all my washing, all my cooking, all my cleaning everything and although you would i was just gonna say from you reached a certain age let's say 15 when it it was serious competition 16 yeah when in and out your bedroom and and stuff was you you weren't a nightmare child but it's because that's what i did i did i did it all yeah so i never let it get untidy yeah, exactly. I never, I, I wouldn't necessarily call you back, but then when I, f- I felt you reached an age, which was probably when you needed the, the downtime and the chill out time and the not be bothered more than anything because you were doing bigger um, gymnastics and there was more pressure on your competitions and that's when I felt that you were getting older and you shouldn't just have a bowl of cereal and plonk the dish there and then get up and walk past it and 
do another thing or get a cup of coffee. We, we, that's been on one of the um, vlogs recently uh, that I watched when Joanna's saying he gets two cups out and you said, I have my first cups of cappuccino. <laughs> so it's frothy. So then I get another cup out because my second cup's a normal cup of coffee. Yeah, and I, I still am, I am a bit of a nightmare even though I've moved out at 23. Yeah, I, had a, I had my cleans in today. Yeah. And the flat was an absolute, if you'd have walked in, like... It was horrible. It, 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 I mean, it, it wasn't like that bad, but it wasn't like to your standards of living. But that's just me. That's I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't agree with the language that you're using. Now you say you weren't a nightmare to live with. You were a nightmare to live with if you judge it by the fact that you left dishes out and were a bit untidy. All right. Okay. So and that's only a small percentage of the time. Means me and Sally, you know, we worked really hard to to develop the house that we had, and we valued everything we owned in the house and it being tidy. So our values were about tidiness being clean and tidy. Yours weren't. But yeah. to, to use big, bold language like, right. I was a nightmare to live with, you weren't a nightmare to live with because of that. It was just... Sure I was, was just amortising the situation. I know, but you, you, it was frustrating. Yeah. You know, and some you, of the do stuff... Do you not agree, like, sort of from the age of 16 and above? When he was a little boy... I didn't expect but, anything of you, but, really. But this is where the, this is where it's become a challenge because you because I've done you, all that yeah, up to you, the age of you, 16. yeah sixteen. It's almost like a light switch turned right, on, yeah. and it's like now you have to you yeah, have to do everything that. for you. And I get you have to grow up and you have to mature and you have to become more independent. And I was independent because from the age of nine, I was traveling the world, so That's I knew I knew how to, I knew how to do all those things, you know. But it was. It was a challenge because when that switch turned on, it was like, it was so hard because, and, and even still today, it was, it's, and, and I'm sure a lot of ki- lot of people listening to this will know that the mum, it just felt like I was getting nagged at, nagged just 24-7 about jobs, about things that I've not done, about things around the house, about just, you know, and, and, it, and it's still the same today. And then I, I'm sure a lot of mums will be listening to this to saying, well, that's my job. But what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say, the mistake was doing having, everything up having your that, you you literally I I didn't have to do anything and then I love you for it and I still love you for it today today uh, Sally still does my washing you still do my washing which I haven't I'm, got a problem with. I, I was going to say, however, if you, get, if you take the floor, you've got to carry on speaking, Sally. <laughs> yeah, I realise that. You interrupt. <laughs> you got to keep going. Not start speaking and stop. I was going off slightly on a tangent because I don't mind doing your washing because how hard is it to load a washing machine, dry it? I iron. I have to iron my own clothes, so I iron your dad's clothes. I iron your sister's clothes when she's about. Which I love, and it's amazing. Thank you so much. Then there's. I get frustrated because at 23 years old, you don't empty, you've moved out. What you do, you employ a cleaner entirely up to you. I do your washing, I've hand on heart, don't mind doing your washing. Empty your mailbox, read your mail, do your, yeah, because that's part of growing up. That's like a big boy's job now. I know, I know, you're right, and I, and I do, and, I, and I've got bills in there that Why are did you two laugh like no, that, as if you've had a conversation? It, because about, the, oh. I, I just want to say, this podcast is like real life. Sally is not saying anything sat in this podcast that she doesn't say no, it's about not. the earphones. And I'd rather it be like this. But, but, some, but some, the things that frustrate you, Sally, don't frustrate me and Niall. Some things that frustrate the both of us 
aren't aligned about that. And perhaps some things that frustrate you and Niall about me, but in, in the main, lots of things that frustrate you, I think Niall and I don't really give it a second thought. I don't think about Niall's mailbox. Tonight you've got Erin said to me, why is Niall's clock on the floor? Now, I've got no idea, but what I, what I said to you was, I, don't, I didn't even think to ask Niall why his clock's on the floor. You know, there are some things I would ask about, but at the end of the day, this is your house and you can do what you want in it. And we've done loads and loads of work in this house and now it's his and he should do what he wants to do. I wouldn't think of asking him to empty his mailbox. If he doesn't empty his mailbox and he can't get any more mail in it, he's going to find out, isn't he? Because someone will come to him and say, we can't get anything in your mailbox. So so what I'm saying is that some of the things that you talk about and you bring up with, with Niall, I think both of us don't even think of. But I think that's just like a, a values thing in a, in a in a broad spectrum because your your journey with me and Joanna as, as kids has, has always been about time being doing what we're doing dressed what we're wearing how we're looking are things running smoothly organization we've spoken well, about like you've you've done so much for me and us competitions organising hotels, travel. So like we've, I've never ever had to really think about it or do it. And I guess I've had everything done for me. And the top of my, what's the top of my list of priorities in life right now is not at what the top of list of priorities is in yours. So I guess it's not a nag, it's just like, well, and you're probably right. I've got, a, I've got an outstanding bill in my mailbox, which is just under two grand that I need to pay out to the management of this building. Otherwise I'm going to get thrown out. Like, like, yeah, I probably it's should, important. I probably should check my mailbox and I should get on top of it. You know but I, mean? I would use, but that that's one of the things that not you know one of the key things that Sally brings to this whole family that we, without Sally's organizational skills the hard work that she has done over all the years for all three of us and continues to do this family just wouldn't operate it wouldn't function it just would it never would function, but it just function very differently. Well, It'd it would be a mess. <laughs> well, all right. I've, I've used the word. I've fun- you've picked up on the word function. Whatever the word is, Sally, you organise where we're going, what competition, what time, what hotel. Get the Being tickets. Get, the, get, get right. So, and you you have continued to do that, and without that, we this the family wouldn't have. We, the journey that we've had wouldn't have been the same. And you sit and do it. You sit in front of that computer for hours. Now, I, Niall may have more, I have no desire to do that. I just find it completely frustrating and you do it. I, I do I do it, but I, I do it because as well, as far as the investment in the children, Niall came and had his hair done last week, didn't you? And yeah, you don't know what I'm going to say. And he said, I'm competing in three weeks if you want to come and watch me. If I want to come and watch you, if we want to come and watch you, we've watched every, I won't have it any other way, but that's why we've invested the time and the, we've stuck at it and on a cold winter's night when I didn't want to get you to gym or on a... Are you coming back? Are you coming to watch? Yeah. It's in Cardiff, isn't it? Cardiff. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I love it down there. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to find myself a nice sheep. Don't, don't <laughs> stop it. Leave it there. I've I been in touch really. with Dave today to find out the competition time. Yeah, that's going to be brilliant. What I didn't know about the London Open was that you were against Belgium and Finland doing an international. Oh, neither did I. Well, well done. <laughs> You're competing for GB again, so. <laughs> I'm only competing with myself. 
That's ah, what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm good. No, but it's three weeks, well, two and a half weeks British teams, the week after London Open, the trial for the World Championships. I'm going to win both and go to the World Championships and become World Champion. Okay. All right. Right. Sounds Niall, good. Niall now, from the day you were born, you can do and be anything you want, darling. You can know you can have it all. You, you can, can have, have it, all. it all. That's mum's thing. Now so are we able all. to go to Germany then? In October? I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're <Yeah>. working? <laughs> Well, we'll okay. start, uh, anyway, just, wait, just back to the point where it was yeah. when I, we was talking about you doing everything for us and um, as a parent, how would, if you could go back and what, how would you have done that differently? Are you asking both of us? Well, or? yeah, because we'll I've got an opinion on this. Well, my initial thing is to say I wouldn't, but then having listened to you say what you've said now, I'd make you walk to school well, yeah. I would maybe from a younger age, any interview but, you've ever given after successes and things like that, be it for local television or national, you always say, yeah, one of your things is, and then I get home and my mum nags me to empty dishwasher. Yeah. Um, I would potentially have done it younger than 15, 16, so that it wasn't such a shock. So here's my thought on it, right? And and I, it, it goes back so to... You didn't get... Just let your dad sorry, say dad, if he would on. have done anything differently. If I would have done anything differently. Well, can, can I tell you my thought on it? Oh, because I think oh. you'll agree. Because it link it links to the language and and self-esteem. And, you know, you you guys filled an emph- a self-esteem made us believe we can we can achieve whatever it is we want with the path of that, of the life. With, with the stuff... In the house, let's say it's like making your bed, you know, every day shouted at, not made your bed, you make it, and it's a frustration. It's a negative, what, well, a negative part of the day that's, that frustrates you that I know you get frustrated with, which then from 16, 17, 18, 19, I got shouted at or nagged for not making my bed in the morning, which was a negative thing. Now, do you think if, if when I was 12 years old, you, my, like my mum or my dad, when I was, well, even younger, you came into my room and we both made the bed and the language that was used was that this is a, this is a, a good thing to do. Like brushing your teeth. I brush my teeth every day. I don't think about it and I know it's for my health. Making your bed sets your day off right. We're always going to do it. This is what we do. We're going to make it together for a week. Do you think then, when I was 16, that might have just been habitual, not a problem at all? And Probably so. With the language that you used and the way that we did it as a, as a team, and it was just something that... And that could have been the same with making my bed, with keeping my room, the values of me being tidy and clean and linking that to... I don't know, people... Moving the Olympic bag. I do, actually, I do actually feel... But I tied it up yesterday because I thought there were going to be a girl coming around and she didn't, she's cancelled on me. Because your <laughs> place is messy. I, well, yeah, so that's why I tied it up. But the, what I, oh, I do, I do do feel better after I've, like... I cleared the flat and it took me about 40 minutes, let's say, and I put some music on and I did it. I do feel better. You know, I, I, I do like how that makes me feel. I feel cleaner. I just feel like I've got almost a sense of accomplishment. Well, you're producing the same chemicals, well, a yeah. sense of achievement. So, but, so, but and that, 40 that could, minutes. I know, it's not long, but whatever, I've got the argument. But that could have been a positive reinforcement, we know, when I was young, yeah. essentially. Let's I, look, I agree with you, and I, I'm, I'm going to say, at uh, the risk of getting challenged, that 
I did do that. Not enough. Maybe not at the right age. Because things I used to say to you, if you remember was, I'd say, come on now, I'll, I'll come and help you clean your room. Yeah, yeah. I've just done it with Joanna. Now she's got back from Cambridge at 21 years old. I've said, come on, I'll help you clean. And I did it with her the other day, didn't I? So, and the experience is so much better because if I say, if I say to Joanna at 21 years old, come on, I'll come and help you clean your room. She goes, oh, great. That's great, Dad. And we go up and start doing it together. And I did it. I did it with you. So what I'm, do, what I'm doing is I'm agreeing with you with an example because when I did say to you, come on, I'll come and help you clean you, me and you went and did it together. Can yeah, you remember? Yeah, it? I remember times. But it just, you know, it just didn't happen enough at the right time. And, and a, lot of, a lot of decisions that me and mum made that we were all... We, me and mum have had our disagreements in life over all sorts of things. But one thing that I, I, I would proudly say is most of the time, I can't say 100% of the time because that would not be true. We were completely aligned on what we th- you know, thought about you two and thought was the right pathway and what was the right answer and everything else, yeah? You know, so, so examples would be if, if Joanna came to see me and said, can I have a chocolate biscuit? I'd say, if you ask your mum. Yeah, you would always say, if you ask your dad. Yeah, so, so, the, so there was alignment on that. But yes, you're right. At a younger age, had we had a different approach, then yes, I think you would have come out with a different attitude towards yeah. the things, things we're talking about. Yeah. So the the cleaning and the thing, and it, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it is driven by the life scenario and situation that we were faced with in terms of your pathway in gymnastics. There's no doubt about it. It, it drove decisions. For example. If you were building up to a major competition, we'd get it in our heads, and including Joanna, oh, we don't want to upset him. We don't want to start making him feel, you know, fed up about whatever it is. Or if we don't, yeah. you know, we don't want to give him a load of acid. We don't want to tell him about this when he's in the run-up to a major competition. Now, in hindsight, you've told me since, it wouldn't have affected your performance either way. When you're in the, when you're in the zone and you're in, the, in your happy room and you're on the stage and you're competing, but me and mum are thinking... Let's not disrupt his build-up to this competition. So we'd make decisions based off the fact, off the back of we don't want to disrupt your build-up, yeah. and that might include not telling you about leaving stuff all over the place. Prior but but I've, that's a long way of saying I agree with you. I do agree with you. Prior to going to Rio, um, generally before the squad was um, selected, parents were invited to. An, an open yeah. an open evening an and it was how, how nearest and dearest were it? Yeah. nearest and dearest meet and greet but also they did a slideshow they did um they gave details of what what rio was like um you know taxi costs hotels and, hotels and um, they did packages but they were off the scale stupid um money wise and also they were Three consecutive, you, you bought three consecutive competition dates. Well, you didn't compete three consecutive days. The girls would do one day, the boys would do the next day, the girls would do. So anyway, that's a, a different story altogether. But what I was going to say was, it was how to parent or how to, a, a, an Olympian and things that might affect. But also one of the big things was, knowing your own child. So they said that there was a British school and a British house. The British school was for nearest and dearest throughout the competition whilst you were still competing. 
the house was the party night yeah. when you'd finished. So we only went there once. I went there a few more times, but go on. Um, go on, what I was going to say. Well, I'd like to we'll finish what you were saying about that meeting. Yeah, what you're saying in about that, that meeting. Because so it's what, all what coming back, it's is, a brilliant example. It's like within within the school, though, they would say some, some athletes, whatever the sport, might um, not like to see the parents, you know, but the parents would know that. Or some would, like yourself... Niall likes to know that we're there. Niall likes to know where we are. Niall likes to hear us. I like to see you. Uh, like to, I, you know, I, I, yeah. But yeah, I did, I did so there's that. that. But no, the, what I was going to say right. was, um, and the other example was, for example, if we're at home and you've flown out or you've started your training, um, you've already set off to Rio and the dog dies, you in Rio de Janeiro, can do absolutely nothing whatsoever about the fact that your dog's died. So we don't tell you. And all it's going to do is worry me, upset Upset me. you. Um, yeah. I mean, to be but fair... It's, it's a brilliant example, and that's what I was That's what I was waiting for you to get to, because in, in, at its highest level, they were we were told how to parent our children. Mm. How to approach parenting for Olympian going to the Olympics. And, and, and it wasn't just one, it, it, when I remember rightly, it wasn't just the dog dying is a great example, but there was like a list of yeah. things. Don't tell them about this. Yeah. There's no need. And, it, and you're right, it might be something that would worry you and concern you and think, Look, oh, God, I, God. I mean, I, I, one of the best examples we've, we, and it, it's not even, it was before the Olympics, and it was, um, yeah, it was before the Olympics, and uh, when I went to Mexico, yeah, two, day, two, two days in, my, unfortunately, my uncle John, my mum's uncle, John Wilson, we spoke about him at the start, he passed, sadly passed away. Yeah. And I was there for 10, I was there for 12 days, just under two weeks. So, and you did a, a, an unbelievable job. Like, I, I don't think at one point, I mean, at, at that point, I wasn't really on FaceTime with you all day, every day, but I was just yeah. cracking on and I maybe spoke to you two or three times across the whole 10 days. But you, <clears throat> at home, it was tragic. Uncle John had passed away. And Uncle John took me to the gym, you know, that it was horrendous, but you didn't, you managed to keep it in and not let me find out until I got home and you sat me down and you said, look, Uncle John's passed away. So that is a great example. Another amazing one, I don't want to name, well, I was in Japan <clears throat> and... Um, the recent trip. The recent trip, sharing a room with Johnny and, and, you know, I don't want to go into details and stuff, but it, it was a similar thing. We were, we were up at seven in the morning and um, it wasn't big, it was, it was not big. He, he was screaming on the phone with his, with his family and that. I think it was something like he, his, his brother or his mum had just bumped his car out on the road. And he, Johnny's right into his cars and stuff. Mm. And, you know, I, and he was, he was raging. He was going mental. And, and I'm, just like, I'm just like, bro, chill out. I, you know, I, had to, I was from his, his end as his roommate, just calming him down and saying, look, it's not a problem. Everyone's safe and it's not been a big crash. The car will be fixed. You do it in your insurance. Everything will be absolutely fine. But then at the same time thinking, look, maybe maybe, maybe his that. family didn't have to ring him at, at quarts at seven o'clock in the morning to tell him that he's bumped his car. In, you know, whilst he's in Japan and he's got another four days left. And it's just that this is great content and it's great and very interesting because it is, as an athlete, you... You want what's best for the athlete and their performance and how they perform, and, and, a, and a phone call like that at a critical time could essentially affect their performance. And, he, and, he's, and we know Gianni and the family, don't we? They're 
they're really the club, they're it. so the close and, and amazing. amazing they're an amazing family and, and if they were sat is it Kerry and Kerry you know if they were sat here now they'd probably they'll give you a, a long list of compelling reasons why they believed it was the right thing to do yeah, and yeah. It, so it's just you know as always it's just our view on the world yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know that might have been if they're at there and thinking, oh, Gianni's car is really important to me, you know, it's a massive thing, honestly, so we must tell him about it. That's the decision they've made. But we, you know, whether it's right or wrong, that's up to them, isn't it? And we've we've made brilliant decisions, and we've made decisions that if we could have it again, we'd probably choose a different way of doing it. Yeah. But I'd I'd forgotten about the the John one. I'd forgotten about that. Did John take you to gym more than me? I always yeah, remember. Yeah. Every first, so, first I, so, I, so I'm actually third on the list. Third, Uncle John, yeah. Thursday and Friday. He was a terrible driver. He used to play his Jesus music. John, yeah, Jesus classical songs. music, and he sweat every Hymns. single roundabout scared the life out of me. Particularly when I was when I was learning to drive at seventeen. <laughs> I was usually just in the back on my phone. Yeah. I was just like asleep or whatever. When I was seventeen and started to understand how to drive, I was petrified sitting on the front seat or the back seat. Cause I just knew like. Um, brilliant. It's one of those that it was eight, 84 years old, so it was either it'd been that long since he'd passed his test, it was either a really, really rubbish driver, but the fact that he didn't have prangs and, and crashes yeah, probably right. suggested he's, 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 he'd been driving that long that he was probably a, a perfectly safe, okay driver. Yeah. It's just it wasn't. It just used to pull out on a roundabout, and, like, and I think uh, probably at eighty four, so your uh, your perception and awareness your and agility and reflexes are quite, what quite the, what there. The, anyway, it's fun, you know. It's just going back to what we're talking about, though. From from a parenting perspective, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because you, we've got twenty. You got twenty three years to reflect on. First, the first three years. You can't. How old? How you? How? Hang on a minute, Sally. She's going to interrupt me like she always does. How old can you remember? What's the youngest you can remember? Uh, four. Right. So for the first three years, eleven months, you had no idea what decisions we were making, did you? What decisions you are me? We were making no, about we, you. We were making for you. Yeah. For you, and how we managed. And bearing in mind as well, through the age of three, you do, beliefs are starting to be developed, aren't they? So everything we're doing up to the age of three, we were just deciding we would it would be our way because you didn't get a say really. Yeah. In, can I in, can I just put in there from no, saying then. from three? Use your normal voice. No, no, listen to me a moment. You said, I remember. I never forget when I was born and tiny, tiny little boy, and I, I wasn't very well for a number of weeks after. But you were pulling, <laughs> pulling really strange faces. At you? At Niall. And I was like, but it was like, you know when you curl your tongue like that? And it just kept going. Sticking his tongue in and out, in and out. <laughs> Neil to Niall as a tiny baby. And I was like, Neil, what on earth are you doing? And he'd read an article to say that from a baby cat, 100% focus, maybe for up to six weeks. You know, their, their eyes are a bit, but from... When they were able to, weeks old, and then this one particular day, Neil just went mental, and I'm going, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" And you'd stuck your tongue out at him <laughs> from your from your pram or your caricot or whatever you were in Moses' basket because he'd been doing it from the day you were born because he'd read this article that say that they mimic the parents <laughs> and the faces that they see. See, I was nuts from day one, not just now. Oh, we should have loved that. 
Yeah. Oh my days! Yeah, I remember that. I do remember. You see, this is why Sally's Sally's better to be my memory yes, on my shoulder. This is why I was allowed first, to what was shout my first on the word? podcast. What was my first word? Asda. Asda. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you used to say? Every, people used to think oh, you could read. God. You were on. You were only three. There you were, were only two when you'd go. Asda. Asda every day. Sponsors. Where are you going today, Sally Love? I thought, I thought I might go to Asda Just again. Take him now. Take him now. Yeah, he's going. He's going. Oh, that's ruined any other supermarket sponsorships that we might be getting. You were both um, <laughs> extremely um, early talkers, Joanna, more so than you, Niall. But you were pretty fast at uh, um, talking. I can't believe it. How old was he started walking about on that? Do you remember that? It wasn't overly young. It was. It was forty. It, it was. Um, when we lived at Hazelcroft, we were walking around the furniture, holding well, all the furniture. Could, well, it, it could stand up and walk to the furniture at nine months, but it didn't walk until it was fourteen months old. Really? And Joanna, we thought Joanna. she was gonna wear calipers. She was tell, eighteen months tell old. Tell podcast about when just after Joanna had been born. I love that no, story. No, I'll cry. Go on, tell it, Sally. If you cry, I'll pick up. Oh. When, it, when he did what he did. So we've been advised that um, to buy the existing child, Niall, a gift from the baby. Is that the story? No, that's not all about when... when you know, oh, when, when we were at home. Right, sorry. No, that, when wait, we, when wait, wait, I want to tell the one she's going to cry at, though. First. Oh, go on and tell that one. Go on then. You can tell two was, stories and we're ending the podcast and... This is podcast number 10. You're not coming back on until about 60, 70. Agreed. Joanna had been born and she was £6.11, ounces, my little dollar. And Neil brought Niall that evening and he walked in and as you all know, he's got the most beautiful blue eyes. But they were huge and he was looking around the ward and we'd made the stupid mistake of buying him a football mm. from his sister. As the gift, so because it was Euro '98 at the time. You say your baby bring brought you a yeah. gift. Somebody look what that. look this is your baby sister Joanna, and look what she's brought you. And it wrapped up. You ripped it, but obviously it was a football. You ripped it open, and you started booting it around the wall. You actually had to be taken out, <laughs> but it <laughs> was it was like going across <laughs> people's <laughs> machines and that beep beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said Neil, take him downstairs. That wasn't. It was. It was. How I felt when you looked really wide-eyed and you were looking for me and you look you seem so big. That's what makes me cry. The other story was that your dad thought... You seem to cry much. I was going to um, tell was that we lived and our, our house had a through lounge and dining room and I brought Joanna down at approximately three weeks old. So she was 6'11", tiny, tiny top. And when it's your second child, I didn't have a changing unit or anything. I just laid her on the floor, I vest off, bedtime um, baby grow off, changed a nappy, give her a wash, dressed her for the day, and then I left her where she was and I went into the kitchen and I put the vest and baby grow in the washing machine. I opened the back door, I threw the nappy bag directly into the dustbin came back in to where I'd left Joanna and she wasn't there. And my heart was nearly sick on the spot. And I dashed through and she was laying across on the floor in front of the television next to you. (laughs) And you said, 
she said she wanted to watch Teletubbies, Mum. And you dragged her by her feet. <laughs> How do you know I dragged her by her feet? I don't really, but well, I thought the audience she had a carpet burn up the back of her head. That's how I know. She no, she was all right, but oh, I felt she sick. She was watching Teletubbies, were, up, were you? Yeah, she said she wanted to watch Teletubbies, Mum. Three week old. Genius child. <laughs> you then she was going to go to Cambridge. She University. probably did. Oh, that's a brilliant story. I might have picked her up. I you might have done it. I'm just glad we didn't see it. I'm just glad we didn't <laughs> see, what, see this. What, is why we should have vlogged it. Might have picked her up and just thrown her down on floor. Oh, I can't wait to have. There's so this. many, so many stories I can't to wait tell. To you. have kids. So, hey, let's, let's not rush it. Eh? <laughs> I can't wait to be a grandma, but I can't wait. Yeah, it's not coming soon. Don't worry, don't worry, team. But just one more thing, Matt. Are you a bit salty that you don't cut me hair anymore? No, well. I, I, did you there last week? Needed to do a bit of a touch up, Brian. What did you say? A bit salty. A bit, yeah, a bit, yeah. Because I'm talking about mum's mum. We never spoke about mum's career today, but mum's an hairdresser. What does salty mean? Does that mean well, fed up? Like, t- yeah, like, like salty. Like you know, it like tastes like. It's, it's not like, sweet, is it? It's salty. salty. Like, oh. I don't know why you could have just said fed up, but you use the salt and pepper. Dad, I only use whatever I want to use. Right? It's my it's podcast sweet, as well. It's oh, salty. It's, oh, it's no, not really. Um, I tell you when I think it looks nice. And you tell me when you don't think it looks nice. I tell you when... Um, it looks beautiful now, though. Blonde highlights, blue eyes, blonde hair, blue-eyed, little geek. Yeah, I've always wanted to be. You're not a geek, but you've got blonde hair and I want to say something else, but it's not appropriate. Right, so before we close, Sally, is there anything else that you des- you know, you've been looking forward to this podcast all day, did you? Well, I is could it- talk all night, so right. I, I, I aren't waiting until episode 60 or 70 to come back. I want oh, an invite in the next couple hang of weeks. On, hang on a minute. The Neil and Niall podcast team will all have to get together, review the footage, see what you like, and decide whether we want to invite you again or not. And I, I, I don't want to invite me. What you Is it? But, but before we close, was there anything you thought, oh, I'm going to tell them about that tonight on the podcast when I get sat with them too? What's your advice, Ma? Any yeah. advice? Words of advice? Words of advice? What, to you or to other mothers or to... What? Well, I mean, look... Testament as a mother, at mother. the end of the day, whether we just said when your earliest memory was and when you and I've never been particularly bothered if you can't remember things and, and the finer details of things. But if somebody asked you about your childhood, it would be that both of you, either of you, you know, both of you said, Well, I can't really remember that, but I do remember we laughed a lot. Just the smile on your face and children being happy and I think our lives as a family of four have been filled with a lot of laughter. I agree and I've said on the previous one you know I just it was always my mission particularly on these dad's nights in not mum's night out dad night in. We had some good mum's nights yeah um, was to make you laugh was to have fun make you laugh. Can I just finish where we opened that was probably done made you laugh I was the butt of the joke. No, Mum's Night In consisted of Coronation Street, EastEnders, Hollyoaks, on repeat. Still. Food. We weren't allowed to eat it in his bedrooms and we had to eat it downstairs. Yeah. And I never got shouted my, at. Never on my watch. For some reason. Or no, I never shouted at either of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is it in the Neil podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thanks for coming, Thanks Sally. so much for coming Shall on. Bye. 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 Make sure you like and subscribe. Please give leave the podcast a rating. It means the Don't world to us. Don't forget to give mine a five star.
Josh. People. Don't forget. Five star. Sorry. Remember, Remember to give mine a five star. <laughs>